we want to turn now to our interview. We have in studio with us the governor of South Dakota, Christy Nome. She, of course, the governor of one of the states um, that you have been hearing a lot about, one of the states that has so-called trigger law, where abortion uh, has a pretty much been outlawed. She is um, right now the first, still the first female governor of this great state of yes, South Dakota. Yes, and she has been garnering a lot of national attention and recounting her life's journey in her new book, Not My First Rodeo, Lessons from the Heartland. Governor Christy Noem joins us right here now. Welcome, Governor. Thanks for being with us. Thank you. It's great to be with you. We know you're on a big book tour, and we're going to talk about the book in just a moment. We do want to talk about the overturning of Roe v. Wade. Abortion is now illegal in your state of South Dakota. And you have said publicly that it's your intention to prosecute the providers or the, the, the physicians who, who would provide abortions rather than prosecuting the women who are wanting them or seeking them. How would you go about enforcing that? And, and what type of punishment? What does this look like in your state now? Well, and that's some of the conversation that's going on. Uh, that we already had a statute on the books that said if Roe v. Wade was ever overturned, that abortions would be illegal in the state of South Dakota, uh, except to save the life of the mother. And so that was already in place. So immediately when that decision came down, uh, that was the law of the land in our state. Um, and I think the questions we started to get right away was, well, what happens to these women? And will they be prosecuted and will there be punishments and that is not the intention at all in south dakota it's to support mothers see what we can do to help individuals that are in this time of crisis or uncertainty with an unplanned pregnancy and how we can uh, support them through that uh, but it would be directed towards the physicians that would knowingly break the law that there would be penalties for that so there are some issues that may need to be addressed i know our legislature is thinking about coming into a special session to see what that punishment looks like. Uh, right now it would be a, you know, a felony class six in South Dakota, which would uh, have some punishment to it, obviously. So that's the, that's the concern is the details of it and some of those discussions will be had. For me, I've been really focused on what we can do to support women uh, during this time as far as healthcare, medical needs, uh, how we can really partner them with nonprofits and even help them find adoptive families. You said uh, certainly details to be worked out. One of those has to do with uh, telemedicine and uh, medication abortions. If someone, uh, you said you want to go after the providers, if someone through telemedicine delivers or sends or mails uh, medication uh, for an abortion to someone in your state, is that person committing a crime? And do you, how do you go after that person who might be sending the medication into South Dakota? Well, we actually have a bill that has already been passed and signed into law in South Dakota that deals with telemedicine abortions. So. Yes, it's, it's to stop anyone from getting medication over the internet or by the phone from a physician and having this procedure at home unsupervised. So we know that these medical procedures are more dangerous uh, if there's certainly if there's not a physician present. Damn, I could imagine I could just hear, I could imagine the grinding of teeth of pro-choice women, women who want to get off and killing babies. I mean, it's really not looking good for these pro-abortions. I mean... It's a good celebration until, you know, who else gets in office, you know, uh, that's the thing. I mean, people say Joe Biden will be a one term president, but we don't know that for sure, unfortunately, because presidents are selected and not elected. So we don't know. But hey, this woman right here is probably triggering and angering a lot of people. <laughs> Woo! You could feel the anger. Just hear the screaming.
TikTokers. Whew, you can hear the, the libs of TikTok just streaming their heads off right now. Other five times more likely to end up in an emergency room because of complications. So in our state, we want uh, that to be something that a physician does supervise and is a part of that procedure. Yeah, that violation is from the physician who mails it and not the person in correct. state who takes it on their that own. That is correct. Okay. And, and Governor, I know that you mentioned you wanted to help uh, women who are in the situation mm -hmm. of having an unplanned pregnancy. I know maternal health care in your state faces a number of challenges. I believe the uh, one of the uh, statistics we have, infant mortality rate in your state is the sixth mm -hmm. highest in the country as of 2020. What are your plans to help women who are now forced to carry a child they do not want um, you know, in terms of just what changes would you make in your state and how would... These are good questions. These are good questions. Not just be like pro-birth. Because whenever you ask what's going to happen for these kids when they are born, it's usually a silence or a nonsensical answer when it comes from the right. What's going to happen when these kids are born? What's the preparations made? You really don't get an answer. I, I hope I hear something about like these foster agencies going to be um, held to a higher standard and their feet's going to be put to the fire. You know, if something happens to these kids, a lot of laws should change in a lot of sectors, social workers. You know, I just told you about a social worker who's a drag queen who just got caught with 25 counts of pornography, child pornography. There needs to be a lot of overhauling across the board when it comes to this approach uh, pro-life. We do have some unique challenges in South Dakota, a lot of rural areas. We have nine Native American tribes that are really challenged in this area. So partnering with them in, in new ways will be very important to do this. Um, getting access to health care providers uh, to these patients, I think, is incredibly important. We do have work to do. I think that a lot of states are evaluating that now, what we can do to make sure that these individuals feel like they can come forward and partner with us. We have pregnancy centers throughout the state of South Dakota that we need to connect them with and, and build those relationships more. And then it's the funding. A lot of times people talk about right. supporting women, but do do you do it with the funding? And that's one of the things that South Dakota will be having a debate about and that I've been asking my legislature to consider. One of the questions people have now that pro-life uh, also includes for a lot of people being against IVF. Does your uh, current bill right now? Uh, oh, we're not against is? IVF. So, but this idea pro-life, that the fertilization is when life begins. Mm -hmm. So, how do you make that separation? If you're, you're okay with IVF, but at the same time yeah, against with the abortion ban? Well, I think that you know you're talking about some positions that some may hold. It's certainly not a, a position that I would hold or a belief of mine. I do believe life begins at conception, but IVF is a wonderful option for so many people in the world uh, to have a family that they've always dreamed of so you know there's extreme i would say positions on all different topics under this umbrella and we're probably going to hear a lot of them uh, what i think is important is for people to realize that the decision that came out of the supreme court um, basically sent the power back to the states to make these decisions closer to the people so every state will be having this debate on what it looks like closer to home and i think that that's important because Roe v. Wade uh, certainly took an action that made it a federal decision, and more appropriately, it should be made at the state level. So that's the debate that every single state will be deciding what it looks like uh, 
at home. But for you all, you're not against IVF in your state, and you would support a ban on that. I'm not, but you know, obviously, when you get to bills and and laws and legislators and people, everybody has different opinions, and that's what I think is wonderful about this country. You know, we have those debates. We talk about these hard issues, and every perspective makes better policy. I talk about this consistently in my book that. You know, diversity in this country is amazing because you learn from each other, and and everybody comes with a different perspective, and that helps you get a better policy at the end of the day. Well, let's talk a little bit about your book. As we mentioned, you're the first female governor of South Dakota. Before that, you were a four-term congresswoman. Tell us what, why you wanted to write this book, and what your readers will get out of it. Well, you know, I think a lot of people. Uh, don't really know me very well. They've probably seen me in the news the last couple of years because of COVID and some of the decisions we've made in South Dakota. I think the way I grew up was really unique. I told a couple of stories to a couple of friends, and they're like, "You got to write these down." So I wrote them down, and then they said, "This is hilarious. You need to put this background into a, a book and consider it." So it really is a story of South Dakota. Uh, you know, it's it's a unique way to grow up on a ranch. Uh, it feels a little bit like the American West. I had a dad. You know, a lot of the liberal women said, you don't know what it's like. You grew up privileged and stuff like that. The thing is, it, it doesn't negate because I could hear them now. You grew up privileged, you grew up on a ranch, you grew up with a dad. It doesn't negate the responsibility for your own body, your body, your choice. Well, now it's going to be put to the test. You know, take care of your body. And don't sleep with men that are not suitable to be fathers or husbands to take care of that baby. Dad, who was very tough and a cowboy, and a mom who was wonderful and you know, holding the whole family together. So using that, those stories to really tell my viewpoint on America, there's some political stories in there too, but it's more of a memoir of my life so far. Uh, Governor No, it's good to have you here. The book, folks. Not. All right. Let's get to the juicy stuff here. Let's get to the stuff that is uh, going to make the uh, the feminists and the feminazis and the blue pill simp boys cringe. Let's get to all the juicy stuff. All the juicy stuff that is uh, going to make them cringe, boy. That's all I can say. Because it's it's, uh, it's really bad. It's really it's going to get bad for these people who are pro-choice. Because they are really cracking down. Extremely. Alright. Let's get to it. The genocidal president of Roe v. Wade has been vanquished from the American law as it dissipates into the dustbin of history. The American people are no longer forced to endure the scourge of unchecked murder, predatory abortion policies, organ harvesting, and the widespread lack of remorse that has resulted from decades of convenient taxpayer-funded severances of life. All human life matters. With the stranglehold of Roe v. Wade ending, the American people now have the voice at the state level. In South Dakota, Governor Christy Noem announced a new plan to prosecute predatory abortion doctors who knowingly break the law and murder unborn babies. The state isn't moving, isn't just moving to prosecute predatory abortionists. The state has also set up life, <clears throat> set up lifessd.gov with the aim of helping mothers and their babies before and after birth. 
Abortion clinics are no longer welcome in South Dakota. For years, abortionists have convinced women that they have that they are poor, unincapable mothers, that they are not in a position to support and raise a child. These abortionists have coerced women to give up their babies to treat human life as an inconvenience or economic burden. Okay. The women and their children deserve to be treated with dignity and respect. They deserve to be informed, consent, support for prenatal development and options after birth. Okay. But here's the question. Will staunch anti-abortion laws lead to more dangerous black market abortion? South Dakota is looking to regulate abortion pills so they cannot be obtained online and sent through the mail. Uh-oh. Yeah, this this is this is where it's going to get um it's going to get heated. No one believes these pills are dangerous in medical procedures that should only be made available under the supervision of a physician. Noel said, "We don't believe it abortion pills should be available because it is a dangerous situation for those individuals. In South Dakota, all abortions are illegal unless a mother's life is in danger. Women who have been a victim of rape or incest may not be able to bear the trauma. They may seek a convenient way out to move forward with their life. In the state ha- if the state bans all forms of abortion at any stage of gestation, women may decide to get a black market abortion or take abortion pills. Others may flee out of state. If staunch anti-abortion laws do not respect the unique situations that women face after rape and incest, some may seek dangerous back alley abortions anyway. Without proper support for healing, some women may make rash decisions and put their own lives in danger. This is why some are seeking to offer support before and after birth. Many pro-life state legislators are in support of heartbeat laws that define and protect the life when a fetal heartbeat can be detected, typically between six and eight weeks. These laws allow for discretion in the early stages of prenatal development, respecting the unique situation that women face. On the other hand, the left-leaning state legislators are moving in the opposite direction, denying the existence of human life in the womb and making way for unchecked infanticide up to until birth and thereafter. They want to kill a child after it's born, after it comes through the birth canal. That's how sick Democrats are. South Dakota law and order stance will ultimately challenge all predatory abortionists and that unchecked degradation of women and murder of their babies. The state's equally compassionate outreach for life will ultimately lift women up instead of tearing them down. Yep. This is what it is, people. This is what it is. All right. Like, share, comment, subscribe. Later. Tell me what you think in the comments.